Hi there, and welcome to Coffee with Phil, where our goal is to help you live a life of purpose on purpose. Walking with God sounds easy, but how many of you know it never follows the scripture prepared? In this podcast, Phil shares stories from his personal journey in the hopes that his experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will help you as you walk with God on your own journey. Grab your coffee and enjoy this practical and personal episode with your podcast host, Phil Strong. Well, hi and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Coffee with Phil. Welcome, as it is, uh, for me at least, uh, welcome to 2024. So I'm not sure when you're listening to this podcast, but here we are in 2024, rocking into a new year, and I wonder what uh, the year is going to bring. So why don't we get into a very interesting topic today, which is my coffee. Well, man, it is hot. We're in the middle of the New Zealand summer and uh, still got to have coffee to function. So I've been drinking a lot of iced coffee lately. Uh, had uh, some, I, I shared with you uh, in previous podcasts, most recently, uh, about some beautiful beans that were given to me as a gift by my kids. And over the summer, I was enjoying that with my Chemex, which is a really smooth kind of coffee. I don't know if you've ever had pour over. But if you haven't, you need to find a decent coffee, a cafe, you need to find a decent bean, and you need to ask them to make you a Chemex or a pour of a coffee with a V60 and just taste how smooth it is. In my hurry to be with you in the studio this afternoon, I made myself an iced espresso uh, with a long uh, portion of iced water, several half a dozen lumps of ice just doesn't have the same smoothness you know I often find the the best way to get the smoothness out of an espresso shot is to partner with the sweetness of the milk uh, whether you stretch that with heat or whether you use it for an iced coffee as often I do so uh, what's happening in my world this week with coffee yes here I am in the heat of the studio with an iced coffee, uh, bringing you some thoughts to start the year off in an interesting way because the new year is often a time where we, we set hopes and ambitions or resolutions in place. We set new goals and we say, new year, new me, and I'm going to set new habits and I'm going to be positive and I'm going to be constructive and, and uh, all that's really, really good and I'm all for it. But there's a risk in that and I want to talk Today in Coffee with Phil, episode 57, we're making faith real uh, today. And uh, I want to talk to you about fighting the urge to escape. And I'm going to talk about escapism, which is the nature or the tendency or the urge we have to escape reality. Now, at the beginning of the year, we do a lot of dreaming, we do a lot of hoping and praying, and we think about the year ahead. And, and I'm going to say to you, daydreaming is good. Uh, I'm all for dreaming with God, especially in asking the Holy Spirit to inspire our thoughts and our imagination. But we can come to the point where we get into a, 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 a pattern of daydreaming, and it is a form of escapism. And I want to talk about that in a minute. I would also say, having read uh, and listened to some wisdom on this topic recently for my own personal journey of making sure I don't avoid reality, um, that mindless scrolling is a form of escapism. It's a form of escaping your world. It's it's um, looking at TikTok videos, pictures, imagery, uh, things that are other people's world that you might hope was yours, 
and and mindless scrolling becomes a habit, especially when we've got more free time on our hands over the holidays, and it's escaping reality. I would also say this, I've been, I confessed to Kathy the other day, I think I've become addicted to Facebook Marketplace. You know, sit there at night and looking at all these things that you might like to buy or things that people are trying to sell and you're, you know, laughing and arguing and talking with your family about how much money they think they're going to get for selling their rubbish or their, you know, that's not worth that. Oh, they'll never get that. Tell them he's dreaming, mate. You know, but it, it, it's like fantasy purchases. We imagine, you know, what it would be like to have this new found thing that we need to purchase and uh, if you're into using online purchasing you know Timu, AliExpress, TradeMe, Facebook Marketplace or other websites um, you fill it up with your shopping card and it can become a form of escapism and I want to talk to you about why that's not so good for us. I also uh, would uh, like to give you this definition. I just ca- tried to capture it in essence so you can try and get on the wavelength that I'm getting on here. I'm saying that the uh, behavior, the mindset or the, the, the bad practice of escapism is using your imagination to be in search of an alternate reality. And you might say, well, that's good. That's what I need because my reality sucks. That's precisely my point, and I want to get to that today. So, uh, Coffee with Phil, episode 57. I hope you're still with me. Today, we're fighting the urge to escape, and I want to talk to you a little bit about what this might look like. Escapism comes to us when we avoid or we, we, um, we run away from, essentially, the struggle and or the pain of our current situations. You know, we all know life is difficult. Uh, it doesn't go easy for us all of the time. And so in the struggle, sometimes we want to find the easy way out. We want to find an easier uh, way to live than the struggle we're working through or the pain of the journey that we're on. And so we look to escape. Now, what happens is we create in our mind and imagination an alternate reality, um, whether it's um, for us personally or the people around us, or perhaps it's what we might look at, have our life look like or what we might have in life. We create an alternate reality that we think we would prefer. We make it up, we imagine it, and we we become almost a little bit possessed by it. We own it to the point of, uh, in our minds, in, in, the, in the most extreme instance of uh, addiction to fantasy, it, it becomes like almost like a false reality we live in, and we pretend we're in that space, so we act like we're in that space. Um, for some people, I uh, have a friend who's written a bit about this lately, um, she talked about using fantasy novels as a way of escaping her struggles with some health challenges. Uh, other people use movies or um, you might get into fantasy dreams where you're, you're living in this false reality and, and your mind is playing games with you. Um, the last thing that I, I, I share here is what it might look like is spending money that you don't have or pretending to spend money you don't have by putting things in shopping carts and putting them on your watch list, you're spending money you don't have and maybe you're just trying to impress yourself, alleviate the pain of your reality or maybe as I uh, as I often said in my financial seminars, you know, you often spend money you don't have to impress people you don't even like. 
that's a false reality. That's escapism. And it hurts us in the long run. And uh, today in this episode, I want to talk about how we must fight the urge to escape. And in the next episode, Coffee with Phil, episode 58, I'm going to talk about how to avoid escapism. So I'm going to attack this in two different parts and see how it comes together. And I really do hope and pray that it helps you. Um, because you know what? I've found a struggle in my struggle. I found a struggle because I've been like fighting for so long. I've been challenged in certain areas and I'm like, man, I'm trying to push through. I'm trying to have faith. I'm trying to be diligent. Um, and sometimes it's just like, man, if I gave up and I found an alternate reality, a different place to live, a different place to work, a different bunch of people to do life with, that it would be better for me. And it's how I think life would go but it's just actually not the best for me. And uh, I want to get into that. So let's keep talking about what it's like to escape reality, or more importantly, fight the urge to escape reality. And and, and what does the Apostle Paul say about this? I want you to um, just listen to some of the words from Philippians chapter 4. I uh, just briefly want to share some things and then talk about a spiritual warning, uh, because that's the biggie that we need to get to. So let's jump into the Bible because I think it's really important that um, we anchor ourselves in the Word of God. And, and let me say, I'm preaching to myself here. So let me use the right language. I think it's really important that I anchor myself in the Word of God. I think it's really important that I am uh, stirring up the faith. I'm, I'm encouraging myself with scriptures and I'm, I'm professing them out loud, which I'm doing with you today, uh, so that they uh, create strength in me, hope and faith. And uh, as I hear the word of God, I, I hear the faith. Uh, I, I can sense the faith rising. So uh, let's let's look to Paul, the apostle, who wrote the letter to the church in Philippi. This is the book of Philippians, and uh, looking at chapter four. And there's just three things I want to highlight on this because really, what we're trying to do is fight the urge to escape, and we've got to combat spiritual things with spiritual solutions. Uh, so I want to talk about that uh, today in this episode. So hang with me, hang with me. I want to look at Paul um, at the end of this letter. He says in chapter 4, he says in verse 11, he says, look, um, uh, not that I ever was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have and and the New King James version, he says, "I've learned in whatever state I am in to be content." And so the idea here is that um, this idea that we would uh, want to escape to create a false reality is because we're lacking contentment, which uh, just off the top of my head, I would say would be us not would be willing to accept where God has has put us. Uh, and I'll speak more about that in the next episode. But Paul says, I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. He says, I know how to be abased, which means to, to live humbly. And he says, and I know how to abound, which means to live in prosperity. The New Living Translation, he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in Every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or with little, this failing to find contentment is the one of the challenges we're going to have to wrestle with. Uh, and I, I just can't help. Here's the trump card Paul gives us in verse 13. I can't help but uh, just bring it out here because we all need to hear this. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, who gives me strength. 
So we've got to recognize, I think I'm calling out, and you and me and everyone else that's struggling with us, I'm calling out the fact that we've got to learn to be content like Paul was in all things, whether we have much or little, that in this state, Christ is sufficient for me. Also, I want to point to in this passage um, earlier, uh, Paul talks about um, anxiety. He talks about being anxious. He talks about um, the way our mind plays games with us. And and so and I've got these two translations in front of me. I just want to work through them with you. In verse 6, Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need in your situation and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God. Peace, Paul says, which exceeds anything we can understand, and his peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ. You see, anxiety is an issue of the mind that causes our heart to shift out of faith, and so we've got to bring them into alignment with the Word of God, which is why I'm reading these scriptures to myself and also to you. Paul says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, uh, seek God. And and this idea that anxiety is not faith, being anxious about our circumstances is not faith. And when we get out of faith, we get out of connection with heaven, which means we get out of the flow that God's got for us because he's got us in the palm of his hand. And, and, and we like to escape when we think uh, God's not got uh, our situation at hand. And finally, I'm working my way backwards up the page, but just finally, I just want you to note the importance of rejoicing. I want you to notice the importance of rejoicing, and Paul started this whole section in his letter. He says, rejoice in the Lord always, and he reiterates, he says, again, I will say, rejoice Let everyone see that you're considerate in all that you do and remember God, the Lord is coming soon. He's saying, come on, Jesus is in control of all things and he's got the world in his hand. What's the key to fight the urge to escape? In the context of this passage, in this passage alone, tell God what you need, but do it with rejoicing. Do it with thankfulness. Give thanks to God for all he has done. So, you know, you might be struggling with a work situation, you're not enjoying your job, or you're really challenged in your job, or you can't quite see the answers in the work that you're trying to do, and 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 that brings worry, because what about my future, and what if I have to change jobs, or what if my boss, you know, fires me, or what if I run out of money? And, 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 and this passage to me says... Always be full of joy in the Lord. Always rejoice in the Lord. Give Start by giving thanks to God. Because when you, when you position yourself in a place of thankfulness, then that's going to build the faith you need to stand and stand firm. Because when you've done all else, the Bible says in Ephesians, Paul, the same author, he says when you've done all else, you just got to stand. And we stand with an attitude of gratitude. So now this sounds good in theory, and I'm preaching to myself here um, to fight the urge to escape the challenges, but if we don't find contentment, if we be anxious and we forget to rejoice, then we're going to come under, this is the risk guys, don't miss this, we're going to come under attack and I need to give you a spiritual warning because there's a layer to this that then leads us into a place of potential um, challenge and I want to talk about it. So here comes 
the spiritual warning. When we entertain the urge to escape, we start thinking about an alternate reality. When we start thinking about this idea we could escape or live life in a new place or live life with new people or have those things that we don't yet have, there's a risk that we that this is temptation, that there's an unclean spirit that is waving thoughts around, the fiery darts of the enemy are those thoughts that come to tempt you into agreement with what that unclean spirit is tempting you in. So temptation is like, hey, look at this. And if you come into agreement with it, that unclean spirit will lead you into a false truth. Now, the false truth, Truth is the alternate reality. It's something that's not true according to what God says, but it becomes your truth. I call that a little T truth, meaning it's true for you because it's your new reality, but it's not God's reality. Now, here's my thing. When you come into agreement with a false truth, you are deceived. The Bible is very clear on that. You are deceived. Practically speaking, though, when we're deceived, We don't realize we're deceived. We are living in this false reality. But it gets worse, folks. Friends, you need to listen to this. When we are under deception and we are deceived, we go to another layer of deception, which means we begin to deceive other people because we're we're presenting you know ourselves to you know our family our loved ones or our friends or our workplace our employer or our church family uh, we're presenting ourselves to them but inside we're desperately hoping and seeking or in fact living in the false reality that we've created that we've been tempted into by the unclean spirit. And and the danger here is you start to live almost like a double life. This is the most extreme form of it. And and I, I'm happy to say I have not fallen into like addiction, you know, of gambling or, or other forms. But I know like this is the best way I could explain it. An addict literally lives two lives. They're, they're living the life of addiction, but they're hiding that addiction from their family or their workplace. And so they're living a double life. And that, that can just as much be true for someone who's living in a false reality and an alternate reality and, a, and something that God has not ordained for them, but they're living a false life in their world and their imagination and their heart is given over to this false reality. Um, and and, and here's, the, here's the layer. So first layer, you're deceived. Second layer, you begin to deceive others. Third layer is this deception causes you to hide away from God. And uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, best example of this. They, the, the, the serpent said, tempted them with a, with a question, did God really say, no, no, you can eat the apple. They ate the apple and in doing so took God off the throne and put themselves on the throne, which is what we do when we entertain temptation from an unclean spirit to move into a false reality. When we do that, Adam and Eve, what they do? They hid in the garden. And God's walking in the garden. He's like, hey, Adam, where are you? Eve, where are you? I want to hang out. You know, now, He wasn't asking because he didn't. God's all knowing. It was, he wasn't asking because he, he didn't know where they were. He was asking because he wanted them to reveal their heart. And, 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 and the risk is 
We hide from God long enough, our heart becomes hard, and we don't allow him to deal with what's going on inside of us. So the first layer of deception is we become deceived because we listen to temptation and we come into agreement with it. We say, I want that. And we begin to fantasize about it. Escapism is like um, partnering with fantasy. Um, you know, a new job, a new place to live, a new friend, or maybe even a new spouse. Um, the second layer of deception is you begin to deceive others by living a false life and presenting a false self, uh, not your true self. And, and then finally, you hide from God. And, and so this is why I come back to the whole point I'm trying to share this is you know, when life is tough, we get the urge, the temptation to escape. It's, it's, it's devil's trick, you know. He comes and he sees us in our struggle and he says, well, look, if you're not going to sin and you're not going to deny or defy God, then I'm going to tempt you away from his truth and his process. And, and I definitely want to dig into that in Coffee with Phil, episode number 58. It's going to come up shortly. I'm possibly, hopefully, going to record that this afternoon. Um, the point I'm making is, is if we don't fight the urge to escape, we get sucked into the temptation black hole, and it goes from bad to worse. So, friends, I just want to wrap this up, and I really want to, I suppose, come back to um, a a positive finish if I can, because this, this, uh, I'm, I'm feeling like the Lord's asking me to share this because there's people out there that are struggling with this. And if that's you, then don't do this by yourself. I want you to reach out to someone. I want you to talk through. your challenges, find a safe friend that is going to listen first, pray second, and journey with you third. Um, but remember this, the importance of rejoicing. If, if, you're, if you're stuck in this place and you're really finding, how do, I, how do I start my journey out of this? Then come back to the importance of rejoicing. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. How do we find ourselves rejoicing? We start by giving thanks to God for all that he has done. And when we give thanks to God for all that he has done, the peace of God, which overcomes, surpasses all understanding, will come and it will begin to guard our hearts and begin to guard our minds and wrap it up in Christ Jesus, who is our Prince of Peace. Um, Look, this is quite a heavy one, so I'm not going to drag it out. I'm going to close it off here and just let you know that I'm praying for you. Uh, I'm praying uh, with you. I'm um, really um, doing this because I feel like the Lord is calling us each into a place of um, submitting our challenges to him in order that we would find uh, new levels of freedom. So um, may God richly bless you. Um, If this is something that's really, really challenging you, reach out. Uh, I don't know where you are, but maybe we can find someone that can help you. Um, uh, don't forget to, uh, to share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and, and I look forward to journeying this year with you and seeing where the Lord, Lord leads us as we enjoy coffee together. My iced coffee is gone, so uh, mm, uh, maybe it's time for another. But in the meantime, may you travel well, and I look forward to being back in your earpods soon. Take care.